You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. It helps me a lot. Anyway, AKA Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. And as you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? This week, meet Brian O'Leary, Executive Director of the Dream Team. The Dream Team is a five-month program Program that partners youth with adult mentors to provide a unique opportunity to build relationships, achieve personal growth, and learn life skills. They train and prepare as a team to ride every mile of RAGBRAI. Their mission is to use the power of a bicycle to assist youth in developing a positive approach to life's challenges. Brian is going to give us more info on the Dream Team, including how you can help this Central Iowa nonprofit group. Enjoy. All right. Well, with me today is Brian O'Leary. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Sure. Well, I'm really excited to talk to Brian. He is part of the Dream Team, um, which he's going to tell us what the Dream Team is all about. But Brian is the executive director, and I am so glad that you had the time to come on and talk to us. It's one of my favorite things to do is to talk to people about the Dream Team. So I'm so excited you asked me to do this. Excellent, excellent. Well, before we uh, define what the Dream Team is, will you let the listeners know where you live and what the cycling culture is like there? I'd be happy to. I live in Des Moines, Iowa, mm-hmm. and um, I I think I, lo- I love the cycling culture here. I think it's, it's on the rise. Um, there's a lot of great trails in central Iowa. And last I heard, I think it's over like 400 so I'm 450 miles just in and around Des Moines itself. There's lots of great signage on those trails and uh, lots of mountain biking trails as well, if that's what you're into. Um, you don't have to travel far outside the city either to get into some rural areas and get on some gravel roads if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. And I, I do not live in Des Moines, but I've taken my bike there many times. And like you said, the signage is really nice. And if I have time, it's really fun to get lost on purpose because <laughs> yeah. you can tool around on, you know, you're, you're literally in downtown Des Moines area, but you are a beautiful lake. I think it's called Gray's Lake and yep. you, you know, go around a corner and then there's a sign that says, you know, here's a brewery this way, or here's the arts and culture area this way. I'm just, it's really, I, whoever is um, responsible for doing the trail uh, signs is amazing. Yeah, they've done a great job, and it's getting better every year. Um, when I go on a bike ride, if it's just me, um, one of the things I like to do is just basically pick a direction I'm heading from my house, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where else I'm going to go. Just kind of see um, where that adventure takes me, perhaps where the wind takes me, and just enjoy the ride. Like you said, there's Gray's Lake, there's other lakes, there's multiple rivers, mm-hmm. um, and just lots of beauty in and around central Iowa here. Awesome. I don't know why we're trying to sell Des Moines because, you know, it it is a beautiful place to go. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, you know, everyone listening to this podcast definitely knows what RAGBRAI is. um, Mm -hmm. And if they don't, oh my gosh, it's a bike ride that um, is 
across the state of Iowa that happens every single year. And part of the rag bride culture, um, you're, you're going to tell us a little bit of a history about this, but part of the rag bride culture is the dream team. So why don't you tell the listeners what exactly the dream team is? Yes. So on the surface, we, we look like a cycling team, uh, but I really encourage everyone who's listening to take a closer look. I look a little bit deeper. Uh, yes, we do use bikes, um, and we take about 40 to 60 teenagers from central Iowa, mm. and we train them weekly, uh, March through July, and then we take them on RAGBRA. Um, they don't need any money. The program is free to them. We provide all the equipment, um, and then they get to take all the equipment home with them if they complete the season, if they complete every mile of RAGBRA. The bike becomes theirs, the helmet, water bottles, all the equipment, clothing, you name it, it all becomes theirs. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's really neat. Um, and if you take a closer look, um, we're recruiting specific youth. There's a wide range of reasons uh, why a youth can join the team, and I can get into that. But mm-hmm. really, you take a closer look, and we're a mentoring organization. The bike is just a tool that we use to get into their lives, um, overcome challenges alongside them. Our adult mentors can be models for them as to how to overcome this next hill, how to overcome uh, the mental challenges of thinking how many miles you have left before the destination and all that. And we really hope that that translates into their lives and they can take those, what they've learned on how to overcome challenges, what they've learned about setting goals and working through those goals and iterative steps, take that and apply it to their their lives at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really summed up in the mission statement of our team, which is the Dream Team uses the power of a bicycle to assist youth in developing a positive approach to life's challenges. Nice. And um, this is kind of a side note, but I was having lunch with a friend one day, and I was wearing a RAGBRAI sweatshirt. And I can't recall, I think I was in... Omaha, Omaha or Kansas City. It wasn't it was not in Iowa. And literally a man came up to me and saw the Ragbri sweatshirt and said, I believe he called himself a dream team graduate, meaning he was part of the dream team. And now he was an adult. He said that that changed his life. Oh, that is so cool. That gave yeah. me goosebumps. That's, that's one of the most rewarding things to run into uh, youth who have graduated from the program, so to speak, and you might run into them on RAGBRAI itself. Some mm-hmm. of them have developed a passion for cycling and they're coming back. Or you run into them in the grocery store or other aspects of life and you find out what they're up to mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're reminded by them through their words that they share with you how much the team really meant to them and the impact that it had on their lives. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned uh, when we started this podcast that you were located in Des Moines. So is that where the Dream Team is located as well? It is. Um, so we, we're taking youth um, from central Iowa, so kind of the greater Des Moines area, um, the Des Moines metro area. Our indoor training uh, occurs inside the Wellmark YMCA, which is in downtown Des Moines. Okay. And then when we transition to outdoor training, we always launch from and return to the same place, which is a warehouse owned by Meredith Corporation, and it's also in downtown Des Moines not too far uh, north from the trail that goes along Martin Luther King Boulevard. Okay. And how did the Dream Team get started? Well, that started back in 1996. Uh, Jim Green, also known as Greeny, uh, he was the Rag Bride director at that time, uh, 
loved biking, obviously, uh, and also had a very deep passion for youth. And he got together with some other uh, bicycling enthusiasts, uh, namely Bike World, uh, people from Bike World and people from what was then the uh, Riverfront YMCA mm-hmm. in downtown Des Moines. And they got together and just and started talking about how they can help youth in central Iowa get involved in this incredible experience. We have this world-renowned event called RAGBRAI here in our very own backyard. And for those of you who are on RAGBRAI, you don't see a whole lot of kids involved. And and so Greeny and others were talking about, you know, how can we get some disadvantaged youth involved in the sport of cycling, get them outdoors, get them doing things uh, that are healthy for them, and to be a part of that that kind of fellowship that comes along with mm-hmm. RAGBRAI mm-hmm. and certainly experience that accomplishment uh, and the goal setting that goes along with having a successful ride mm-hmm. through RAGBRAI. Um, so that's how it started, uh, the idea back in 1996. Uh, it was a grassroots organization then. They, they got the funding going. They got equipment uh, purchased and recruited some youth and volunteers. And they actually had their first ever uh, dream team participate in what in uh, RAGBRAI 25. So that would have been 1997. Wow. Um, and that makes this year, if we count last year, which – which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you count last year, that would make this year, year 25 for the team. How exciting is that? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been really cool to be part of this organization. Yeah. yeah. And what role do you play as executive director? Well, um, so I have, I've been with the team since 2012. Uh, I was doing rag kind of on my own or with other teams before then. And and heard about Dream Team while I was out on the route. I thought, man, I love working with youth, and I've, I've gained this love and respect for cycling. And I thought, man, putting those two together would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined the team in 2012, so that makes this year 10 for me. Uh, I've been on leadership for a number of years, and more recently I've uh, become the executive director. Um, and and uh, so that what does that mean for me personally? Just kind of keeping everything going. There's a lot that goes on throughout the year for recruitment, getting the word out, mm-hmm. and just making sure that uh, everything falls into place at the time that it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, as you can imagine, there's a lot more planning going uh, into place for COVID-19 mitigation and all that, and just making sure that we can have a safe and successful season this year. Mm-hmm. And um, like me personally, my first RAGBRAI was also 1997, and I have not missed a year as well. So it's just amazing to think back, um, you know, to how RAGBRAI was in 1997 versus how it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think about, man, when I was like 16 or 17, riding my bike 400 miles wasn't even on my radar. Like I, you know, rode my bike maybe to uh, like sports practice or maybe to school, mm-hmm. but for, I mean, how do you even recruit kids or get them excited to want to do this? Well, and I would just say to that, imagine yourself when you were 13, 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. and you had that experience of completing a 400 plus mile bike ride of your own power across the state of Iowa. It's that feeling of accomplishment oh, yeah. and self-worth and motivation that these kids take home with them that we're just um, proud to be a part of. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. So you asked, how do we get them involved? Is that right? 
And just how do you get them excited to want to even participate or get signed up for it? Well, we, we, there's a lot of ways that we, we reach out to youth in Central Iowa. And they come to us from, you know, from schools and youth groups mm-hmm. and uh, all over Central Iowa through public schools, private schools, you name it. Um, and I think I mentioned before, but we're really the, the age range that we allow is 13 to 18 years old. They still have to be in high school. Uh, they can, or in school, not graduated yet. They can actually start when they're 12 years old, but they need to be 13 by mid-July. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be willing to work hard, have fun, stay substance-free, and be willing to put in the time to train with us three mm-hmm. days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big time commitment. And um, we're really looking, we reach out to a variety of people that help us seek these youth that could benefit from the program. So we have a lot of school counselors that are in our contact database. Um, we have church youth groups and other nonprofit youth organizations. Uh, we even have uh, JCOs that refer youth to us. And I, I didn't know what that meant before I started working with Dream Team, but JCO is juvenile court officer. So mm. we do have some kids who've had run-ins with the law and they just need a positive influence in their life. Mm-hmm. And we get that referral and, and we ask them, hey, do you want to do this with us? It's, it's, it's a ton of fun. We, we make it fun. We have lots of team building other activities throughout the season. And we're going to take you on rag ride, and you're going to earn a bike at the end of this. That's really the big motivator, motivating factor for a lot of them. Mm. Is, man, I can actually earn this brand new shiny Trek bike that will be mine at the end of the season. And so that uh, that certainly helps yeah, <laughs> with that recruiting that's, process. That's huge. Um, yeah. And just I can't get over you know the fact that these are young people and the. Uh, physical demands, but also the mental demands and the reward of being able to say, I completed RAGBRAI. Like, I'm I'm really impressed with this program. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the most rewarding experience for adults, too. Um, I had done RAGBRAI for a number of years before joining Dream Team, and now I don't want to do it any other way. I, mm. I love doing it this way. I, I love being out there with the cycling community, uh, but also giving back by taking these kids and giving them the experience of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And just when you think, gosh, maybe this is, is, is too much, too stressful, uh, then you reach the Mississippi River at the end of Ragbri and you see the team riding in two by two to the river um, and with the smile on their faces and that sense of accomplishment, and it just brings us volunteers back year after year. Yeah. Um, Okay, so one quick story uh, about myself. I was biking in downtown Des Moines uh, by myself, and I was getting ready to go over that big, I think it's called the Women's Achievement Bridge. Uh So it's the big bridge downtown and I'm coming around the corner and there's a lot of people milling around and there were some adults that started cheering and I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. Look at me. I'm getting cheered at, you know, like I'm so proud of myself. I'm riding my bike. And then I realized that I was at the front of the dream team training crew. So all these kids then, you know, started passing me and there were adults too biking with them. And so Mm -hmm. um, I I remember just asking somebody like, you know, what is this group? And so they said the dream team. And then I figured out what was going on. Um, And I did appreciate the cheers, even though they probably really weren't for me. But anyway, (laughs) um, and that leads me to my next question is who 
leads these kids you know like you said you uh like you that's how you love to do rag now but certainly it's not just you and all of these young kids oh gosh no it wouldn't be possible <laughs> would it right. um so we have an incredibly dedicated team of volunteers, uh, many that come back year after year. Mm -hmm. And then we have new uh, mentors. We call our volunteers mentors. We have new mentors that join us every year. And calling them a mentor really reflects on what we are. Again, taking a deeper look below the fact that we're a cycling organization, but we're a mentoring organization coming along these kids and just talking about life, doing life together with them. Mm -hmm. And and so it's our it's our mentors that are leading these kids. Our, when we do a training ride outdoors, it's typically um, two or three youth to two adults. Or may, it might be, you know, sometimes if it's uh, we're a little bit shorter on mentors for a night, it could be four or five youth teaming up with two adults. And so we're going out in pods like that from our training location. And those groups stay together. Um, and so it's, it's the, the mentors, the volunteers that are leading the kids. Um, they're there for indoor training. They're there for outdoor training. They're there for our team building activities. Mm -hmm. They're there for um, our weekend campouts. And they're there for the week of RAGBRAI. They'll put in, many of them will put in over 100 hours just volunteering their time on the saddle of their bike, spending time with these kids. And uh, that's, that's how we make it happen. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, COVID uh, changes a little bit of everything as far as how training may go on. But you mentioned indoor training and outdoor training. But how does that work? Like, do the kids, when they get uh, started in this program, do they kind of know what to expect? Like, this week I'm going to bike this many miles or I'm going to do weights or how does that work? Sure. So um, training looks like this, and it's 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 pretty uh, much the same every year. You know, we tweak it a little bit, certainly tweaked it a little bit this year uh, with the pandemic. Um, but I'll start by saying that one key component of our training is our team building events. And this might surprise some people that when I talk about training that I start with team building, but um, that's really a key part of what we do um, while we are training them to be safe cyclists and, and preparing them for a week long ride across Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, we're also helping them to get to know each other. We're building trust in each other and really growing to be like a family. So mm -hmm. we have those kind of those team building events spread throughout our season, which again is from March through July. Um, so then indoor training is in March. And you know, we have we have meetings coming up in February where we will tell the families, this is what you're going to expect. Here's the calendar. And this is what training is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So March 1st this year, we start, we're indoors at the Wellmark YMCA downtown, and that'll be two nights a week, Monday and Thursday. They're, they come in for an hour and a half, and we split that evening into two sessions. There's always a spin class session where a trainer from the YMCA is giving their time to lead that spin class, mm -hmm. and that's really helping us get ready for outdoor training on the bike. And then the other half of that evening is team building or a uh, class, like a just like a, uh, like a physical endurance type of class mm -hmm. or like a fitness class. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, the, and then the two groups rotate. So everyone gets to do the spin class. Everyone gets to do the fitness class or the team building. Now that's March. And then um, once April comes, weather permitting, we're outdoors and we do that three days a week. That's Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. 
And we start off easy, something really short, just to get them familiar with the bike. We're talking about training before we even uh, put wheels on the pavement out there. We're talking about calling out and proper stopping and everything that's involved in, in cycling both on trails and on the roadways. And then we start to gradually build up the season. We're adding distance, mm. we're adding hills. Uh, Mother Nature's throwing in some wind, maybe some rain to make to give us more challenges. And we're just building up um, those those challenges throughout the season mm-hmm. leading up to RAGBRAI. Mm-hmm. And then the last component I would say is that we have weekend campouts because as everyone knows, RAGBRAI is not just about riding your bike. Um, you've got to eat and sleep and get up and do it the next day. So we, um, we have three weekend campouts where we will leave downtown Des Moines on a Saturday morning. We'll ride out to a destination that's further away. We'll show them how to properly set up and tear down their tent. We'll spend the night outside in those tents. We'll eat together, do some activities and some team building together, and then we'll wake up early the next morning, tear down camp, uh, walk camp, make sure everything is clean and looks good, better than the way we left than when we arrived, and then we ride our bikes uh, back to Des Moines. And so those three campouts really help us get ready for mm-hmm. RAGBRAI, and we typically have about a 1,000 miles per each youth on their bikes um, once we reach the start of right Wow, that is so awesome. Yeah, um, how's that for a training routine? Yeah, yeah. And it was in the back of my mind, like, well, these some of these kids may have never, like, put a tent up or slept in a, you know, out in the wilderness. So it's cool that you yep. incorporate, you know, the whole package. Yeah, some of them have never spent a night away from home, mm-hmm. never been on a charter bus that we take to the start and bring home from Ragbri. There's there could be a lot of first and very neat experiences for these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking over the years that you've been with the crew, uh, any like good stories about participants from the past? Oh my gosh, this is the most favorite part. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are dozens of stories that I could tell and hundreds of stories from the years of Dream Team. I'm thinking of two in particular um, I won't, I won't share names. I'd probably embarrass them. They're, and they're still on the team, but I think I have one girl she's going to know, everyone's going to know who this is, but she came to us, uh, not having ridden a bike without training wheels before. Um, and it, then it occurred to me, you know, we, we've never asked the question in our materials. Do you know how to ride a bike? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we didn't, you know, we did the onboarding, we did orientation and, uh, she came to our first night of indoor training and we just found out through conversation that she still has training wheels on her bike. So that, <clears throat> that ended up leading to a couple of adult mentors taking her aside and just kind of learning the basics while everyone else was on the stationary bike or doing other things. They were in this, this back room uh, doing figure eights on the bike, learning how to start and stop and just the fundamentals of bike riding to make sure she'll be, that she's got the balance and she'll be ready to do outdoor training. Right, now right. this, this, um, now this young woman also had, um, let's see, how can I say it? Some, some physical exertion and some hydration issues that, that, from, that provided some challenges, mm-hmm. um, for us with outdoor training and heat and all that. Um, and so that's, that's what we were working with. And this is what I admire about this young woman. She, always knew what her goal was always she had her eye on the prize every single day Mm. i could come up to her 
on any night of an outdoor training event and say, what are you working on today? And, and it was always something a little bit harder than before. It, it might've started with, uh, I need to get better on starting from, on my bike. You know, if we come up to a stop sign, it was a bit of a challenge to get going again um, right when we needed to. And so she got through that. And then it was, well, I want to call out louder. She's kind of a, a quiet, timid girl. Mm-hmm. Then it was, well, I want to be able to ride one-handed. Uh, and then once she felt comfortable riding one-handed, I want to be able to take a drink while riding. And she just always knew what she was working on. And it's because of that dedication that she, I'm proud to say, she finished Rag Bright. 2018 was her first year. That was a year of over 470 miles. And she rode every single mile that year and earned her brand new bike. Nice. And uh, couldn't be more proud of her. And, and even to add, and it's just that story is not enough, right? She comes back the following year, and a lot of kids do. They could come back. They don't have the 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 carrots of a brand new bike dangling in front of them anymore because they've earned their bike. They've taken it home. They bring that bike back, and they, they just return for the love of the team. And so she came back the following year. And she completed the Karis Loop that year. Now, this was oh. 2019. The Karis Loop was on a Wednesday. It took the day from 85 miles up to 116 miles. It wasn't even just the century ride. And if I remember right, they were looking at their odometers. It was well, it was above 120 mm. by the time they got into camp. And so she completed a 120 mile day. Um, with something like over 4,000 feet of climb, and she did it. And um, how cool is that? Yeah. And 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 she's coming back this year and bringing her little sister with her. So that's just a cool story. Yeah. And for those um, who don't really know what Karis Loop means or the mileage on Ragbri, um, this young lady did 120 miles, and then she had to go sleep in a tent and then get up the next day and ride again. Like it wasn't just a, you know, everybody cheers and let's go home. It's you had the rest of the week still. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. I hope that encourages everyone. You know, she went from at the beginning of 2018, not being comfortable riding a bike just on two wheels to completing rag ride that year and a century and then some the following year. It's just a really remarkable story. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I had one other one if we have time. Yeah. Um, okay, this young man, if I could be candid uh, and honest, he was probably the most difficult youth I've personally worked with on the team, and that, and that just makes the story even that much sweeter. Um, he he came to us in 2019 and just believed that he was incapable in succeeding at anything. Mm. Really, just didn't believe in himself. Um, how he came to say yes to joining the dream team, I honestly can't tell you. Um, but something pushed him, maybe someone or something. I don't know what it was. Um, but, and not only did he not believe in himself, but it, I think he just didn't believe that people around him believed in, in him mm. and what he was capable of. I also I kind of had hypochondriac tendencies. It, it, it seemed like there was always something wrong. And there was definitely always an excuse. There's an excuse why he couldn't come that night or an excuse why he couldn't get back on his bike and continue. There was always an excuse and he was always ready to talk you 
down, mm-hmm. like, and just to wear you out with his excuses. And he, he often threw tantrums uh, on training rides, would refuse to continue, uh, had a bit of a mouth on him. If, if we ever ran into anybody in this audience out on the trail and, and you experienced a youth with a temper, it, it might have been <laughs> us and this young man. Um, and we had to balance motivating and inspire him, inspiring him, balance that with some tough love and teaching him how to respect authority and work within the structure and the rules uh, that we have. And it, and it, it wasn't easy. Rides often included confrontation. And there was a point where our leadership group had to decide if this young man was going to continue. Mm. Was he ready? Could he go on RAGBRAI? You know, how, how far was he going to make it on RAGBRAI before we were calling a parent to say, you know, come, come pick this child up. He can't finish. But um, there was always some progress being made. And so we didn't, he didn't give up. He wasn't willing to, to throw in the towel and say no. And, and so we, we, we decided that he could go and uh, join us for RAGBRAI that year, 2019. Um, there was another concern. RAGBRAI was going through his hometown for that year. He lives a little outside of Des Moines and RAGBRAI was going right through his hometown. And, and we thought, ah, oh, you know, he's going to make it there possibly. And then he's going to have family and people he knows. And it's just going to be an easy out mm. for him mm-hmm. to be like, yo, I'm done. I can't do it. And I'm staying here mm-hmm. with, with these people that I know. Uh, but instead, he completed RAGBRAI. So all 430 miles. And really, but once we got to the start of RAGBRAI, he was a brand new man. Mm. He had a new outlook on life. And his mental frame of mind was just completely different. And he rode each day successfully. I remember I rode um, that Wednesday with him. It was the, it was an 85 mile day. It was exactly the same day we just talked about a moment ago, mm-hmm. um, where the young woman uh, completed the the century loop. But he did not do the century. It's a, it was his first year, and I remember I rode with him that day. It was the longest day of the week, and um, we always schedule on rag ride who's riding with who and. And I had chosen to be the one to ride with this young man for the longest day and just see if we can slug it out together. Um, but instead of what I was prepared for, which was that, that slug fest and, and uh, putting up a fight if need be and, and just try to drill it into him that you can do it, it was just a marvelous day. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my most favorite memories. Mm-hmm. We just enjoyed a bike ride together two friends out on a bike and a beautiful day, beautiful weather. And it was just the most incredible experience. And he completed that day with flying colors, completed the year and uh, couldn't wait to return last year. That season didn't happen. He's Mm -hmm. coming back this year. um, And I I just know he's going to be a completely new young man for this season. Oh, that is so great. And that is kind of the question I was going to ask is, you know, you look at your participants at the beginning in March versus mm-hmm. the end of July when RAGBRAI's over and they get their new bike and then, you know, I don't, do they fade away into the horizon or do you keep in touch? Or like you said, sometimes they come back. Um, like, how does that work? Well, um, so at the end of RAGBRAI, of course, they take, they take home that bike that mm-hmm. they earned that we talked about. And I would say even more important than that, they're taking home the confidence in themselves 
sense of self-worth and value, that feeling that they can really do anything mm-hmm. um, if they do if they set goals and work hard. Um, but what we do after that is we do get together after RAGRI to celebrate the accomplishments and we get to bring in friends and family you know, up until then. Um, you know, friends and family have just been hearing stories mm-hmm. um, after, you know, their child comes home from a training or from a camp out from RAGRI. We bring everyone together in a celebration banquet after RAGRI. We share pictures. We reminisce about the year. We hand out some awards. And it's just kind of our final uh, farewell before we see them again um, for our onboarding meetings in February and start up the season again in March. Awesome. And I'm sure that there is like definite change in those participants from the beginning to the end. Oh, no doubt. Every single one of them matures through the season. Some of them it's drastic. Um, And then the coolest part is when they return. You know, some of them, if they joined us, when they were 13 years old, they might be with us for five years Mm -hmm. and you get to see uh, those people grow and really drastically change and and grow into a young man or woman that's going to graduate from high school and, and go out into the world. And we couldn't be more proud of um, how they've turned out. And then like we talked about before, it's really fun to run into them and see how they're doing um, out in the world after dream team. Yeah. And do any of them, you know, after they hit 18 and, you know, graduate or move along, do they, do any of them come back into the role of volunteer? Yes. Uh, in fact, we had that last year, the year that didn't happen, of course. So we're excited to, to welcome a former uh, Dream Team graduate mm-hmm. into our uh, mentoring group this year, which is just really neat. Awesome. And we've mentioned several times, you know, what volunteers do. And you talked about how they uh, participate in the training part. And then they actually, you know, do the camping on the weekends. And then mm-hmm. they're part of RAGBRAI. So for anybody listening who is over 18, how can they find out more information or maybe become a volunteer? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, our team is set up it's it's season-based and we don't accept volunteers mid-season and that's with with purpose we're trying to provide a very stable environment um, for our youth and so we we ask a lot of our volunteers Mm -hmm. we ask for a time commitment up front of being at half of all of our events we want the youth that we serve to see those regular faces week in and week out Mm -hmm. and so we certainly are looking for volunteers and we will be finalizing our volunteers for this 2021 season on February 8th. Mm-hmm. And so everyone can, if, if anybody's interested, they can seek us out on our website. And there's information on there about how to volunteer. Um, other ways they can get involved, though, if they don't have the, the time to put in to volunteer. And, that, and I should say that volunteering could be on a bike, but we also have support crews. We have people doing maintenance on our bikes. Um, so there's a, a variety of ways that people can get involved, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly they can donate too. Um, what I didn't say before is that we are a hundred percent volunteer organization. There's no position myself included. That's a paid position. And so if you give a hundred dollars to the team, that's a hundred dollars going towards equipment and buying food for the team and clothing and, and, and just whatever it takes to keep our organization going throughout the year. So you can certainly donate and you can find out how to do that on our website as well. Um, and another way 
if you don't have the money to give, uh, this is a fun way to help us out is to follow us uh, through our social media outlets. It's a great dose of encouragement in your newsfeed that you could probably use. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would ask you to, to not just take that in, uh, but also hop on there and comment, share a word of encouragement. We do pass those along. It might be a difficult uh, weekend camp out. We just completed 65 miles and we're trying to motivate them to get up and do those 65 miles again the next day. And we'll, <laughs> we'll pull up some social media posts and just say, Hey, here's what the, the community is saying mm-hmm. to you guys. Hear this, know that you guys are uh, valuable, that you can do this, that you're capable and the community loves you and supports you and is behind you. So mm-hmm. that's a really fun way that people can get involved. Yeah. Such an amazing organization. Um, we should probably tell everybody what the website name and maybe the social media uh, site names are. Yep. So the website is dreamteamdemoines.org, dreamteamdemoines.org. And then we use that same handle, Dream Team Des Moines, throughout our social media platforms. So okay. you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We have a YouTube channel. So whatever works for you, you can find us out there. Awesome. So dreamteamdemoines.org. Hopefully everybody can go check it out and either volunteer or donate or just provide a positive feedback for the athletes. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for being on the show and telling us about the Dream Team. And uh, let's cross our fingers that we can have a successful Rag Brian 2021. Absolutely. We are. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. A big thanks to Brian for coming on the show to talk about the Dream Team. It has me dreaming about RAGBRAI right now. A reminder, learn more about the Dream Team, get involved, and donate at DesMoinesDreamTeam.org. You can find other interviews with cyclists on the Morphology Podcast through any of your podcast platforms or go to MorphologyPodcast.com. For now, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Morphology. This quote comes from Amanda Gorman. There is always light. If only we are brave enough to see it. If only we are brave enough to be it. Think about it.